Hello, and welcome to the podcast with Suzanne and Amy, brought to you by Homeschool Life Magazine. This is episode 13.5, and we are recording on January 14th. I'm the and Amy part of the podcast, and if you're missing the mellifluous tones and lively humor of my lovely co-host Suzanne, you are not alone. Suzanne managed to pick up a cold over the weekend, and we were thinking of rescheduling, but then I realized that not rescheduling actually gives me a perfect excuse to talk about what's happening in our homeschool life right now, which is, in a nutshell, I don't want to. If you've followed us for a while, you know that we are year-round homeschoolers, so we don't really run into the whole back-to-school thing with our homeschool, except for after winter break, because for some reason, nobody wants to start back to school in January. Part of that is probably because we do take a really long winter break. It's our longest break of the year, and we take four or five weeks off usually, and during that time, we're totally off. We stay up late, and we sleep late, and we wear our pajamas all day, and we basically do what we want for a substantial chunk of December and January. And when it's time to get back to it, we often find that we just don't want to. Now, This isn't universally true. Usually after a break, I can't wait to get started. I'm rested. I'm inspired. I have ideas with a capital I and energy and enthusiasm. But honestly, in January, I have to give myself a pep talk to just get out of bed. In all fairness, January is cold and it's gray and it gets dark so ridiculously early. But at the same time, Once we actually get going, winter is one of our most productive homeschool seasons. So once we actually get back to doing school, it's one of the best parts of our homeschool year, which you would think might make it easier to get going, but which, alas, does not. Over the years, I've discovered that the best strategy for us has become the just-do-it approach. But I don't think that's the only way to get back to school after a holiday. For instance, I love the idea of the ease back in approach, where you start with just one thing and then you gradually add in other parts of your day until you're back up to full speed. This is how Suzanne's family starts back to school after summer break, and it seems like it works really well. And there are times when this routine works really well for us. After a vacation, for instance, we pick back up with our morning time and our read-alouds, but we go slowly adding all the rest of the day back to our to-do list. There's also the unit study approach, which again has been great for us at other times of year. The unit study approach is great when you want to get back to some kind of structured learning, but you're not super inspired by the prospect of the structured learning you're in the middle of doing at the time. It's not that there's anything wrong with what you're doing. It just doesn't feel fun or exciting, and you want to feel fun and excited about homeschooling right now. So you pick a subject or a project. It can be related to something you've been doing or totally unrelated, and you just dive into it. Maybe you build a Lego model of ancient Rome, or you make a big evolution timeline on the living room wall, or you put on a Shakespeare puppet show. You spend a few weeks on something you're really excited about, 
and you'll find that you've eased back into your routine with no problem at all. You can also get over the hump by making back to school extra special, which also works well for us when it's not January. Do some of the things that you do to make back to school special for your official first day. Maybe have a special breakfast or buy new school supplies. School supplies are the best. If you give my kids a koala pencil topper and a set of llama sticky notes, they are homeschool poster children for a few days. This is a good time to introduce a new subject. A hands-on art program is always a hit here, but I think anything that physically shakes up your routine is really good. Post-break is also a great time to update your calendar with the fun stuff, with field trips and festivals and family fun days. All these little things can make the idea of getting back to work feel like something to celebrate rather than something to dread. So I know that there are ways to get back to homeschool that are kind of kinder, gentler ways. But if you are like us, these strategies all magically lose their power in January. They work perfectly fine for every other month of the year. But in January, even the most adorable llama sticky notes cannot compete with the lure of hiding under the covers. No topic feels exciting enough to be worth the effort of getting out of bed. And easing back in honestly only makes me start calculating how quickly I can ease back out. No, after the holidays, the only thing that works for us is just to rip the bandage off. Just do it. On Friday, we're on vacation. On Monday, we're back on our regular schedule. And I will not lie to you, Monday is a bad day. We're all grumpy and we're tired, and we don't want to be there, and we don't want to be doing what we're doing. But by Tuesday, we're kind of back in the swing of our routine, and everything is okay. And by Wednesday, we're usually excited again, because the problem isn't that we dislike our routine. It's that we dislike the idea of the effort it will take to get back to our routine. It's getting over that hump that's the hard part for us, which is why I think this approach works for us. It's like, jumping in the deep end of the pool on the first day of summer. For a minute, you feel like, holy nugget, that's cold. But before you know it, you're swimming around, having fun, and you're so glad you just jumped in. That's the approach we take for our back-to-school homeschool in January, and you can tell, I suspect, that that's the approach I've taken for this week's podcast, too. I knew that if I put it off, it would give me all the motivation I needed to keep putting it off. But if I forced myself to do it anyway, I'd be one step closer to actually making podcasting part of our routine again. So don't worry, we will be back soon with episode 14 and a healthy Suzanne because I quite appreciate that Suzanne is an essential piece of the podcast. I enjoy being her sidekick on the podcast very much. And I hope you'll join us then for more conversation about the places where home, school, and life intersect. And I hope your January back to school goes as smoothly as it possibly can. Cheers! Cheers.